0: Welcome to Guna Podcast 27, a special Anfield 89 20-year anniversary edition, sponsored by gunashirts.com. This edition was recorded before the Champions League semi-final first leg at the end of April. The less said about that, the better. Our panel features the familiar crew of Don Sebastiano, David Udo and Kevin Witcher, and we discuss amongst other things our recollection of the 26th of May 1989, when Arsenal clinched the title so dramatically at Anfield. So without further ado... First up, with his thoughts, is our youngest member, Mr Rudo.
1: Uh I was eight years old. My first season watching the Arsenal, my first game was in the November of that season. We beat Middlesbrough 3-0 at home. And David Brodkast scored one, uh, one of the best three goals I've still ever seen scored by an Arsenal player. Um, my dad and my brother had season tickets in the West Lower. And they were, I mean, arguing about going to Anfield. And eventually decided not to. So we watched it in my dad's front room in the town of Wellingborough, near Northampton me, my dad and my brother now as an adult man at the age of 28 20 years later I've seen my father cry three times in his adult life once was on the death of my grandfather God rest his soul Um, once was at his uh, mother-in-law's funeral uh, sorry his grandmother-in-law's funeral weirdly the third time was uh, when Michael Thomas put the ball past Bruce Grobler and the vision of my brother, topless, running around the house, bellowing at the top of his voice and my dad on his hands and knees, clasping the television, screaming, crying, shouting, blow the whistle, blow the fucking whistle. Uh, of course, you couldn't hear the whistle being blown, you had Brian Moore saying, is that the final whistle, Arsenal, the champions? And at that point, my dad curled up into a ball and started crying his eyes out. Um, I was eight years old, I didn't know what the fuck was going on and I thought, football, fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. yeah i'll have more of this next year and we were terrible and that comes from an
0: ian allinson fan yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. absolutely (laughs) well you know i guess when you've been brought up on ian allinson Allinson, god bless him because you know he was a i was a fan of ian allinson because he was a bit of a trier but that's Mm. probably what we'd we'd had to put up with for all those years a lot of hawley and hankin and allinson and you know perry groves as well was probably better Mm. (laughs)
2: it's funny because I, i was 24 so it's, it's quite good, we got different ages, because Kev was obviously in his 50s. <laughs> um, but um, I was 24 when, when it happened, and I wasn't even in England, and it was, it was difficult, because I've been an Arsenal fan since I was six, so I was obviously you know, um, rather keen to know what was going on, and I was in Hamburg, and there wasn't any sky then, it was all pretty sky obviously, and you, know, you couldn't get ITV, there was no way I could watch it. And so I just... I was with this Japanese girl at the time. Well, I just was. There had to be someone with... Yeah. Well, there was. Everyone's holding their hands. But I was with this Japanese girl. And um, it, uh, German uh, she was a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really... No, we were in no, Hamburg <laughs> with the Japanese girl. Yeah, it was like World War Two all over again. Anyway, <laughs> oh, <and> then, no, <laughs> no. What was I doing? What am I doing? Pearl Harbor? Don't mention the war! It's I so... mentioned the war. Anyway, I was in Hamburg, Right. And, um, oh God, uh, <laughs> poor taste, we like it. Anyway, and I, I just phoned my mum up and I said, mum, what happened? And I uh, explained to her that we had to win 2-0, but I know my mum, she, she was going, <laughs> I phoned Poland. her up, I phoned her up, and I, no, I waited by the phone, she phoned and it was, just, it was ringing and, uh, and Mickey, the Japanese girl I didn't have a clue what was going on. I she was called Mickey? She was called Mickey. Well, like yeah.
0: Mickey Thomas. She was called... Very good point. She Bloody was called Mickey. Yeah, was, she was
2: called Mickey. Yeah. And, uh, and so I picked it up and I just went, what what happened? And, and my mum was going, they've done it! They've done it! And I was like, no, no, mum, what was the score? Yeah. I wasn't going to... Because, you know, if they'd done it, they'd beat them 2-1. I could imagine it. You know what yeah, I mean? No. And she went, no, they won, they won. I said, what was the score? Like that. She went, 2-0. And I remember I threw the phone onto the floor... And, uh, and just ran out the door Mickey didn't know what was going on I ran I ran to the reaper barn which was about probably about a kilometre away I just kept running I just kept running And you I, got to the reaper I was, barn because there was an English pub there and I was hoping I might bump into a gooner I needed a gooner someone to understand and all these people were just walking around and just like being all normal and going into pubs and clubs and sex shops and god knows what else on the reaper barn and I was going yeah and it, it was such a downer because I, I needed to go fucking mental and I couldn't yeah. Uh, and, well, I did. I was going mental. They were going. There was, was this guy jumping <laughs> up and down in the street, you know. And they were oblivious. And so it was a real downer. It wasn't until later when I came back, I, I, I then made a point of coming back uh, about a week later, and uh, and I had to watch it all again later. And it was, it was, it's, you know, it's it's one of those that I, I missed. I fucking missed it. And mm. um, there you go. There's no claim to fame there, is there? I suppose.
0: Any luck on the Reaper, burn.
2: Uh, well no Mickey was home when I got back to oh really? you ran back did you yeah <laughs> so I got, I got to I got, I, see I got to uh, unlike most people
1: I got to hug Mickey
0: right
1: you know? well she liked Mickey Thomas in the sense that she, she was ultimately to- fucking useless <laughs> for most of your time with her but she pulled out of the bag in yeah, the yeah. End. Mickey yeah. Thomas is quite
0: like
3: he's a bit like Darby isn't he in the sense
0: they both have a head.
1: Yes. <laughs> no, so
3: I not. think we're being a bit harsh on Mickey Thomas. Are we? because yes. Mickey Thomas he did. Was, very he anyway. wasn't very good for no, most of and the season. He crop right. up and just uh, crop up and go, th- I mean, he's, he scores similar goals. The goal no, he- I, th- I think history, your your memory of him has been unkind. I think he did a lot more than that. I think what happened at the end of his Arsenal days was possibly that he got pissed off. And, and quite potentially, George wanted the ball played along a bit more and you know the existing midfielders wanting to be a bit more involved and so that was in the end why the likes of Thomas and Rocastle were sold and Davis was dropped um, well, Davis but was a player, he was a great player. When Nicky Thomas <laughs> came into the team, I think he was a, a right back from memory to start Ooh. with. Yeah. And um, right. he was, a right back, and he was right the there. revelation. I remember him playing against Spurs and being absolutely brilliant. But I do remember the North Bank, there was a
2: groan going on. Where, oh, you know, yeah. was a no, tight, he'd lose the ball a lot and stuff. He had, he he had bad catches, yeah, yeah, He wasn't
3: great. Well, he you was see, young. So he a bit like. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but the problem is there's too many youngsters now. In, in eighty nine there was a good blend. You know, the blend was right. Mm. Um so yes, I agree. Martin Hazy. I'm not counting Hayes. Hayes was a substitute. Whoopsie you know? Daisy. Although he, scored, he, he scored the crucial goal at blah, blah blah blah. But um I think we've been a bit harsh on young Michael Thomas, that's all. Anyway, if you want my memories of Anfield eighty nine. Yeah, go on. Where um, were you, Ken? Obviously um, You're fifty two. The whole Hillsborough disaster delayed things and originally we were going to play Liverpool the weekend after the semi-final in which all those people uh, perished. Um, so I, with a, a couple of mates, had already made plans to um, go abroad. We are going to have a drive-in round Europe kind of trip for about two months. And we didn't cancel it just because our, our season had been delayed. You know, by the time we went... There were still matches to be played. I heard the Arsenal 2-Wimbledon 2 match match in a field in France. Because what we were doing, and this is pertinent to the story, was kipping in the back of my Peugeot 504 estate (laughs) car. We were doing this on the cheap. Um, So anyway, by the week of the actual um, Anfield game, we were down in Spain, uh, we've been fortunate enough to see the European Cup final in Barcelona when uh, AC Milan beat Stour Bucharest 4-1 uh, which was a great match to be at and two nights later um, it was Liverpool Arsenal now obviously no chance of catching it on, on a television in Spain you didn't even see the FA Cup final on television <laughs> in Spain so all I had was World Service BBC Radio and there was, some, there was no live transmission on, on the game they only did that on Saturday afternoons and um, basically the other two guys were kipping on the car, in the car and I was uh, sardine in the middle of them listening to the radio and um, the, the science programme was listened to which has to be the dullest radio broadcast in the history of especially
2: while Arsenal were playing Liverpool at Anfield for the championship
3: I finally finished and <laughs> then God. they began the news um, segment by saying and the title is decided in dramatic style in the last two minutes at Anfield um, and then they went on to some news. <laughs> <laughs> what, they didn't even you know, say who it was? Well, that was just like, you know, the oh the bulletin, they tell you what's oh. in it. Oh, my so God. So then they got to the sport at the end. You and must have been panicking. Well, you still know. would have thought it would have been headline news. Well, yeah, this is Radio 4. and oh, not Radio 4, BBC World Service. Yeah. More or less Radio 4 kind of vibe. They're crap like that, aren't they? And, well, I, I haven't listened since, because, frankly, that was once was enough. But, er... Uh, they finally announced the, what had happened. Uh, Michael Thomas had scored the winner to give them a 2-0 result. And one of the best things about this scenario was one of the two guys I was with was a big Spurs fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was in dreamland. However, I couldn't hold it in. and I had to relay the information to him that Arsenal were the champions of the Football League. And uh, it got worse for him because I'd woken him up. So he thought, oh... I'm going to have to get out of a slash, so I'm going to get out of the car, do my business. Uh, we were kipping by some dry riverbed or something. And, um, in, in Hobo care. In the car. He got back in, Hobo but bro. with about uh, a thousand of the local inhabitants, with wings, mosquitoes. And oh. uh, they took a liking to him, uh, for some reason. Tottenham, innit? And <laughs> uh, the morning after... Not not a good time to be to be him. He was he'd been bitten to death. <laughs> Arsenal were the champions, but uh, <laughs> I, I could only get better after that. Uh, so thanks. that was how I experienced downhill '89. Not how I'd have chosen to, but kind of it, it kind of worked for me. We're a little worried, worried though about <coughs> you
2: spending the night in a car with a Tottenham fan and some other fella.
3: Yeah. We we were just driving around Europe, keeping. We folded the well, back seat yeah. of this estate down, and we were keeping in it. You know, it was a great trip. As Lord, Lord Ashburton, com- you remember the not care Yeah, um,
2: Lord
0: Ashburton. Well, um, as Kev mentioned, the uh, the original game was uh, rescheduled, and um, my dad used to go with his with his mate Joe. And I think Joe does listen, so hello, Joe. Um, hello, Joe. And um, Joe was used to book his holiday just after the uh, the the FA Cup final of course he booked his holiday and went away and there was a spare ticket. And um, I have to admit that I didn't go to many games that season. In fact, I probably went to about five or six. And you went to Anfield. But I was lucky enough to go to Anfield. I, I went to
2: every game that season and I didn't go to Anfield. Well, there you go. Every away game? A home game, home game.
3: Well, that doesn't oh, count then, does it? You went
2: to half the games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and every
2: home game. Well, I
0: remember game. almost like Quadrophenia, like the... Uh, you know that bit in Quadrophenia goes. You're mad, you are, really? staying out to all hours. Just as we went out the front door, my mum just leant and went, "You're mad, you are." She doesn't sound like that at all. But she <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're mad, you two, you are going all that way to watch us lose." And my dad just looked at her and just went, "Well, I just want to be there, you know." And uh, we, we drove up. The game was delayed. And um, one of my <laughs> most vivid memories is my dad saying to me, "Look, Russ, we're going uh, we're going to get." locked in at the end of this game, we're going to have to sit and watch them get presented the title. And I was like, right, so why don't we see if we can get some tickets in the Liverpool end? And uh, I was like, no, no, I'd rather be with my own. Mm. And he walked away and he came back with this scouse tout, who I promise you was all of nine. And he, was, he wanted to swap the ticket and take about £15 off me and my dad. And fortunately I said to my dad, no, I don't care, I'll just, I don't, I don't care. I'll just close my eyes or something like that, I want to be with my own. So, fortunately, we were in that end. So, you didn't
2: even have tickets when you went up? Oh,
0: no, we had tickets, but my dad wanted to swap our tickets so that we could get away, you know, the final whistle. Quick get away. Just get away from Anfield and just drive home. But, you know, luckily that didn't happen. Yeah, ooh, that would have been horrible. So, yeah, sort of Obviously, you know, what happened during the game, um, I remember, you know, at the final whistle, I remember being at the top of the stand and the bottom of the stand almost within about a minute. It was um, just pandemonium. Um, I remember all the Liverpool supporters actually handing it, putting out arms over the turns um, terraces and shaking their hands and being really, really good about it. Um, they were they were sort of they were very, very good losers. But then I looked down at my dad and my dad was like looked like he was hyperventilating, and um, he was kind of he was saying, "You just got to get me out, you have got to get me out." And I was worried about him, and uh, you know I sort of took him down to the front. And said something to the stewards. I said, Stewards, you've got to get my dad out. He's like hyperventilating. like you know I'm really worried about him. And they pulled my dad out and pulled him onto the pitch. And obviously, they pulled me on two, over two. And we were both lying on the pitch. And they said to him, you know, just keep on sort of opening up your clothes and just sort of keep air to your clothes. And um, they walked away. And I looked at him, and I was like, are you okay? And he just looked at me and went, "Yeah, I just wanted to get a bit closer." to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really? So you on the pitch? We're on the pitch, yeah. Is the there the any f- footage of no, you on the no, pitch? No, no, I don't think I can. It, the footage oh. that I see now, um, I, I, can, I can just about make me out because I was wearing a really quite bright ju- um, orange jumper, and I can just see him sort of going up and down the terrace. So, but there's only there's, there's not much footage of. Mm. Oh, that's it. I have to say, my dad did, did get, um, or you know, there was there was kind of a, a fate or. Um, there was an element of fate because four years later, four years later, no, five years later in Copenhagen at the final whistle, my dad was standing on his chair. I put my arm around him. He lost his balance and stuck his foot down the back of the seat. So John's ambulance had to come and get him, wheel him out, and he didn't see the, t- the trophy being presented. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so uh, a there. there is a, that's what the word I was looking for. So it was a bit of karma. But yeah, fortunately, I, it was it was one of the nights that I um, that I witnessed, and um, yeah. It was, Pretty wonderful. And uh, I think another thing was, was my granddad died the, no- the day after Hillsborough, and his favourite colour was yellow, and he loved to watch the Arsenal in the yellow. And I think the final whistle, me and my dad were just saying, they're just saying, you know, they've done this for my granddad. So it's a very emotional night in many, many ways. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's one that will never get, get bigger. doesn't get bigger, it? Oh. It doesn't get it bigger than that. that no, I've that. thought and over the years, there's been games where I've come away from and I've said, that was better than Anfield. But, you know, in hindsight, I don't think anything ever will be. Yeah, I remember being at Old Trafford when we won the league. There, that was fantastic. I mean, yeah, see, I'm
2: jealous because my, in a way, my mm. biggest kind of night like really was Palmer. You know, mm. and yeah. the, it was you know Copenhagen, and and that you know and, and compared to Anfield, it's not re, it's not as big.
0: But the, mo- the magic moment at Anfield, sorry, Old Trafford, mm-hmm. Ma- magic moment Old Trafford was like you know one minute to go and all the Arsenal fans just singing hand it over Ferguson, just hand yeah. it over Ferguson. Oh. And you can look down the touchline and he's just standing there and he just oh. Oh. cheering, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just, oh. that was a magic that was a magic moment. I thought that moment was as good, but not quite. No, so anybody points. else got anything to add on Anfield '89? you know that the club haven't already uh... I really like the bit <laughs> even though I missed <laughs> Exhausted it I just, it me. is
2: one of those videos obviously I've watched over and over yeah. again and um, I just love it when, when Brian Moore's going McMahon's on the pitch Doug Dalgleish just stands there he's got the word to the cop alright all that sort yeah, of thing it's yeah, all yeah. that I mean, moment he's like no, who is it who's waving his Stephen McMahon Stephen
1: McMahon's it's
0: that cheeky little handshake he's giving that message the to the cop from John Barnes as if to say know? we've done it and he kind yeah. of looks and kind of gives him a w- it, I think he winks as if to say yeah we're, yeah. we're home and dry we've yeah. got it the in the bag yeah. but it won't boys and you've got the
1: hilarious moment when the final whistle goes and everyone's going crazy and you've got George turning around yeah.
2: everyone and going calm down
0: boys calm down Stephen Morrow's behind isn't
2: yeah, well, Steve Morris. No, that, that lovely bit of Winter, Winterburn just running across. Where did he go? It just goes running off. I love either. Nigel Winterburn. I think he yeah, ran Lewis around Lewis's like. in the centre around
0: Lime Street Station. Came yeah. back. <laughs> the like
2: unsung <laughs> heroes of Arsenal. People like Paul Davis, Nigel yeah. Winterburn. You know, players like that who you know, salt of the earth. Arsenal players, mm-hmm. and Lee Dixon as well. Who uh, I, 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 I do like the fact that Lee Dixon and uh, Keown sort of. Have got their little
0: match of the day too, good, I and they are good. good yeah. I, I tend to be—I r- like to be unbiased, it. it's good head. to have our boys. on Yeah, there. instead of Liverpool boys, because it just tends to be Liverpool. Yeah, but um, another great moment is when O'Leary goes to pick Aldridge up, and the little fucker just like goes and runs. yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember yeah. just <laughs> after Hillsborough, they played a semi. They played a semi-final at Manchester United, and of course there was a lot to be made of. You know the fact that you know the day wasn't about the football, um, and somebody for Nottingham Forest. Scored an own goal, and all just ran away. But then he went back and like shook the, the lad's head as if to say, yeah, "Cheers, mate." You know. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know, all this stuff about you know, sort of how sentimental today's game is, and you've just gone and take the mickey out of someone for scoring an own goal. And um, he didn't like it. On the other hand, we know O'Leary went to help him. He threw O'Leary away, and he was yeah. gutted. Yeah. And, uh, that's something I'll always remember because mm-hmm. I don't like John Aldridge. That's
1: why I'll always remember is John Aldridge, ex tranmere manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always
2: think of Paul Merson running out with the flowers as well. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. It's always, and for some reason, it's always Paul Merson. I mean, you see all the players running out, but there's something, I don't know. Merson with his sort of long,
0: he's got he has, his hair. his long hair. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. His acid house hairdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like,
3: <laughs> Straight out with his dummy and like
0: his oh, happy face t-shirt. Smudger right? Smith yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. that was a
2: great team. I mean, that, that was, was a, great. That was, you know, players personality-wise as well. You know, players you could love, players you could follow, and say, yeah, that, that, you know, that's our yeah, that's players
3: our. you could relate to. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. that's the thing that uh, that comes to me thinking about that era um, is that obviously the game has changed so much in in twenty years. Ironically, due to what happened, uh, you know, six weeks before Arsenal did win the title, but um, yeah. Jason
1: Cowley's book puts that across very well. Actually. Yes,
3: it does. And uh, I mean, it's sad in a way that um, I mean, football just isn't quite as interesting no, anymore, yeah. even though there's so much more at stake financially. Um, it's it's almost as if some kind of innocence or something has yeah. been lost the romance has gone a bit yeah. there I, is a thing I mean yeah, no, you know every game that season you know there's too much bullshit
2: the commentators Sky ITV they talk so much crap well we
3: always talk about the premiership
0: as well it's always like yesterday oh, Teddy history sh- started yeah, it in 1990. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Teddy Sharing was on yesterday and as much as we hate Teddy he Teddy was on, he was on um, goals on Sunday and they turn around to him and say oh Teddy how much has it changed how much has it changed yeah, how much has the premiership changed football and he just looked back and went well a lot more money and they're like oh is that all it is he went well that's got a big, <laughs> it's got a big part of it not well, it" you, so that's, that's why you call the point. best players. the thing is the you know, fact that's also, is also, any difference, the remarketing it? Two teams
2: or so? mm. the remarketing mm. of it, it, it do you know what it insults People's intelligence. It I does think stuff, people because you've got they the Premiership on on and, the, d- and then you've got the Championship, which is Division 2, and then you've got League 1, which is Division 3, and League 2. Which, I mean, it's just remarketing. It's just, there is only, the, the stupid thing is, there is only one league with four yeah. divisions. It's all the same league because someone gets promoted and someone gets, you know, they go into league. It? So it's one league, it's not different leagues, and the Championship, uh, and League 2 is the third division. It's well, crap. You
1: have Premier League 2 four if Phil Gartside has his wife which is in no way a device to ensure Bolton never get relegated. <laughs> Dear God, no, not at all. Not yeah, it's, at all. It's, it's dressing up
2: mutton as lamb, and it's all, I mean, all about... It, but it's, it's representative of what's happened in society today. I mean, it's but you're just totally the way the right with the gone. fact that I mean, it's
0: an insult to our intelligence, and, and what you said as well, Kev, about it being you know, that history started when the Premier League, because the amount of times we hear you know about the best Premiership player of all time... Yeah, well, why does why does everything have to start at that that moment?
3: Because I don't see
0: what, what the because they
3: don't own the rights to the footage before the Premiership existed, so they don't have that exclusivity uh, to make money from. It's all The irony of that Anfield game was the kind of climax to the season that Sky would would give their right arm arm for mm. because they'd be able to sell so many subscriptions off the mm. back of having such a game in the pipeline. Um but you know they do attempt to contrive big nights but um they very rarely happen as often as they'd want you to believe Um, oh god yeah
0: the um what are they called the uh, grand slam sundays Sundays, super sunday yeah you will
1: cream your (laughs) jeans because the thing
0: is that that computer can't work out so that you know that Middlesbrough don't play Arsenal on Boxing Day and all those Middlesbrough fans can't come all the way down to London mm. on a, a day after they've been with their families but it manages to get Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United and Liverpool playing on the same day. Yeah. It's a bloody clever it's computer It's a strange one <laughs> yeah. mm. yes, indeed.
3: So it's, it's, I mean, it's partially I suspect to do with our respective ages but, um...
1: No, I think the disenfranchisement of, of players to fans is a huge part of it perhaps best exemplified by the, the story of, um... That um, giant 4x4 with music playing and pulling up outside the Queen's pub before a game a few weeks uh, before the I think it was the whole Cup replay a few weeks ago. And from the car emerges Emmanuel Adebayor, ready to grace the fan base with his presence, who is then promptly pelted with a volley of abuse. <laughs> Turns round, gets back into his 4x4, and continues to drive to the Emirates Stadium. I didn't um, know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on the Good really Form. Yeah, it's it on the Good Form. Apparently, uh, it's by three or four different people. But Peter Hillwood will be retiring as Aston chairman. Fabianski will be a world. Will be world class class. Class I mean, this it. another thing.
2: Is you know, it's ridiculous that uh, someone like Andabai Biles How much is he on a week? Well, if you if
1: you believe the story about him in Lagos Airport,
0: that's the one I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. That's, I didn't know that that was the same story.
1: story. Uh, getting a connecting flight from Togo to Lagos and Lagos back to London after an international break, a couple of gooners saw him in a uh, in the airport and said, "A man, you know, just can you do us a favour? Cut of Arsenal fans, just do, for, just sorry, what? Bear in mind you're on eighty five grand a week. Is there any chance you can jump for a fucking header?" <laughs> Which he said, "Fuck you," and if you must
0: know, I'm 115 grand a week, and turned around and walked off. Oh yeah, I heard classy. Not. Yeah. I no, heard but in saying that, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd be a bit upset if they'd have said something like that to me. Well, I don't. I don't know if I could
2: defend him. People, I don't know if I misunderstand. Give people. The, the fact is, though. Why are these players earning this sort of money? I mean, it's it's a political point, really. If you think of it, it's a bit like, you know, um, all these bankers and people. There are people on ludicrous amounts of money when there are people doing very important jobs like nurses and stuff and they're on shit money. So, I mean, it it, it does not... going to
0: win this argument, unfortunately. Well, it's market forces or whatever, but it's Sky as well well, well, and the whole thing. When you see how much Tom Cruise gets paid for a film, do you complain about that? But it's not. He's providing entertainment, isn't he? And effectively, they're entertainers. But, you know... Obviously, that you know uh, mm, has to trade descriptions ones. with Mr. Yeah. Adebayo, but um, you know he is necessary. Or, you know that is what he does. He provides well, I probably, entertainment. I probably don't well, yeah, yeah, the the
2: thing thing is, is Tom weeks. Cruise provides entertainment. Adebayo doesn't. Adebayo walks around like a fucking lazy. That's
0: more the fool for us paying him the hundred fifteen thousand pound a week. It's not kind of the the problem. You know, if we look at the problem as a, as a uh, you know sort of a bigger issue. You know, I mean, people say this to me. You know, why is David Beckham, you know, worth what he's worth? And the reason is because if somebody doesn't pay him that money, somebody else will pay him that money. And the only exception mm. to the rule is Chelsea and possibly Manchester City at the moment. Yeah, but In maybe the, we're
2: all mugs because the amount of money we pay to go and watch football these days—I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And when, the difference between, say, going to the, the opera or going to a classical concert where everyone will hit the note perfectly every time, try, you know—you don't get let down. You know, you go and see Tom Cruise, well, you might get let down, but, you know, you sort of know what you're guessing. The thing with football is you don't know what you're going to get. You might go away feeling a lot worse than when you went in.
0: Yeah, but that's what makes it better. When you go into a cinema, you sit and watch what you need. Know, you know what you're going to get, whereas you don't know. If you knew what you were going yeah, to but, get... Yeah, but when I started go, going in 60p you know, no, no, to get
2: in... Yeah, but really there's really a difference sorry. when you're paying 60p to get in or you're paying 60 quid to get in, isn't there? That's I mean, the point, no, no, to watch no, no.
0: A, few, a few 20-somethings run around kicking a ball. He made a brilliant point... Um, uh, about four podcasts ago and I think you made it in the Consequent podcast after that, so we might as well have it again. <laughs> <No>. What's <that? laughs> The one about the fact that it cost a pound to get into Arsenal in 1979-1980 19... and it's a pound a pint. It's now £3 pound a pint but it's £50 pounds to get into yes, Arsenal. Yeah. I think you're know, absolutely spot on there and that's why it's, n- it's no longer a working mm. um, class sport. Um, and that's probably why things like 89… Working m- class going over or something <laughs> to be. That's one for you to work on, Bastard.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're proud to say that name. While we sing this song, we'll win
0: the game.
2: Mm, I've heard better versions.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, I
1: was just going
0: to say but it's the first time. i Actually, realised why we don't come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's
3: why. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not quite Susan Boyle doing Les Miserables, but you know. Doing... Has anybody else got anything to say about that season, Kev? Anything? Um. Well. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. No, I think uh, we good good year at the office. It was. It was. I mean, it was. It was. Arsenal almost given the title away again, because they they'd been um, head in the pack in eighty six, eighty seven, and eighty seven, eighty eight. Both seasons they'd started fairly well, and inexperience did for them, but uh, they actually just about held it together, uh, which which maybe is a lesson for the current era. Maybe these players that we've got now... You know, people underestimate the importance of the Littlewoods Cup in '87, But it did provide a kind of platform for the younger players. And the irony is, instead of going to the Littlewoods Cup, we've got a young team now trying to win the European Cup. Mm. And in a sense, the immediate games which would have been played by the time this is heard, which is the semi-final legs against Man U could be the making or breaking of the team. Um, If they do get through and win a huge tie, they could go on to really great things in the next couple of seasons. If they fail again, as they seem to have done in big games against big teams over the last two or three seasons, you wonder if this group of players will need a real shake-up before it's possible they can. Well, I'd, I'd
2: say, I, I think we, whatever happens, I, I'd say we, we still, and I said at the beginning of the season, we need two or three world-class internationals, and I think Arshavan is a step in the right direction. Um, but I think if you just rely on De Nielsen and Song, it, you know, it's, uh, Song seems to be maturing as a, as a player, as also Wally Walcott, he's, he's, he seems to have put on a bit of, uh, bit of weight and he's sort of turning into a man... The Nielsen, I'm um, still... The jury's out. Well, the jury, I mean, to me, frankly, it's coast dismissed in my opinion. I know some people like him, but I, 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 think, I, I don't think he should start. Um, and I think we need to... Uh, Adebayor and Fan Percy, there are question marks. Um,
3: but that 88-89 80, season, those kind of players were on the fringes. Those were your Martin mm. Hayes, your Barry yeah. Groves. Mm. We've now got them starting the team. The one thing about sure, that... Those
0: players never went on to anything, though.
3: Yeah, but they won the league... Yeah um, And and I, I take your point But they They provided a platform For the club to No the 91 season Definitely Plus Perry Gross um, Had a really good song uh, well, Alright But, but <laughs> I don't actually remember was. now At the beginning of that season We had the Makita tournament At Wembley And I was excited By the team And the reason was The lineup up Looked very solid mm. With George Graham Had bought Decent players For decent p- uh, positions uh, and you saw someone like Brian Marwood would play yeah. he's played a few games at the end of the 88 season in the league um, I think we, 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 I think he played a few yeah, games
1: cause he, yeah because he, t- he scored a penalty and we, right. we missed a load of penalties in the 88 season yeah. so and
3: then, then he's played against um, some of Bayern Munich or Spurs and the Makita, and he just looked the part yeah, and, and suddenly the, in in the beginning of that season the team just clicked and the reason was every position seemed to have a decent Top quality player, and in a way, what followed was justification um, of, of what George Graham had built, and it, it almost collapsed. You know, the fact was that in real reality, we should not have won the league. We, you know, we should have gone to Liverpool. Liverpool should have played. Well, ha, but had we not
2: drawn with Derby and Wimbledon yeah but that's the point you know, yeah. the team wasn't yeah, good enough to
3: see it through in yeah. one way but they got away with it because Liverpool yeah. didn't score an extra goal in another game you've got to remember the goal difference no, was, was identical though. at the end of the season Arsenal won the title by dint of the fact that they'd scored more goals so it was that tight mm. um, so really Arsenal were lucky to have the opportunity to actually be able to achieve a realistic result um, to win the title but it could have, could have been taken out of their hands by then um, but the feeling I have about this current team is there are too many Martin Hayes Perry Groves types who should be fringe players who are relying on a bit too heavily mm-hmm.
1: You
2: mentioned Brian Marwood. Ah, oh, what a player! Well, wasn't he also the sort of players' <laughs> shop steward or something? He yeah. was. Right. Yeah. Gary <laughs> Neville. And there was there was Pat, there was Pat <laughs> Nevin as well, was something like. Well, it was sort of like because in those days they weren't getting enough money, no, so someone right. had to kind of say, do, "Do they have anyone now? Does anyone now say we're yes. yes. not getting yes. enough money?"
3: There will be a players' union representative at the club. The Buway. Uh, <laughs> I want 190000 you know, a
0: week. Do you know now. that brilliant story? There's a brilliant story. Who's that? i you thinking, Kev, about, and I think this has been on Sky recently, and I think Paul Merson told it, and around about the time they all wanted a wage rise, and Marwood's walked in, and he's gone, Turn around to the players, like, right, guys, don't get changed. Don't get changed. He's like, I'm going to go in there. When Graham walks in, I'm going to have it out with him. I'm going to get us another. And it was probably 50 quid a week, mm. but I'm going to make sure. OK? And they were all like, yeah, sure. We're all going to sit here in our suits. And Graham walked in, and Mara went, I want to work with you. And he's like, do you? OK, in the office. And they walked into the office. They said things. They had two voices, voices kind of exchanging. and people shouting, and blah, blah, blah. Walked out of the office, and all the Arsenal players had got changed. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Mara went two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Adams <laughs> had a word there. <laughs> yeah, he won't get this. He yeah. won't get us another fifty quid a week.
1: I think Colo Toure is our favourite. I
0: think that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. My, my, what I, lo- I used to model myself on as a player when I was a, a, a young boy because I was what eighteen, nineteen, and what I loved about him is he was intelligent enough that in the, in, in the same, I nearly said like Beckham, but not, as a footballer he didn't have to beat his man he had the ability to beat his man but he had a, he had a, mm. he could cross the ball and get the ball in round his man mm. so you know yeah. if you were a defender you didn't know w- quite what to do. And he had a bit of pace still left whereas, in Whereas
2: him. Paul Merson, he'd always just win a corner, yeah. wouldn't he? He'd always go, he'd get to the edge and he'd kick the ball against someone and it would go off for a corner and we'd all go, yeah. like that. It was like a really... We, we remember, I mean, these days we'd be a bit disappointed, wouldn't we, if we crossed it. But mind you, the, this is a problem we've got. There are a lot of crosses going in and there's no one there.
1: No. So the one, one that annoys me is when or Robentner drifts out to the wing and they put in a cross for themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's a great ball. Oh yeah, we've got Bentner. We haven't mentioned Bentner for a bit. <laughs> because he's playing well enough not yeah. to warrant comment. Do no. you think so? Yeah. yeah,
2: What's he? Do-, uh, do you know, he nearly got in the way of Fabregas' goal. He was nearly offside yesterday. He, he was offside. He was offside actually, he was offside, wasn't he? Offside, yeah. And it nearly, if he wasn't offside, it nearly hit him as well. Yeah. And also he nearly gave a penalty away. So he's only that far away from being really shit. But
1: isn't isn't that the difference between success and failure? Well,
2: when I saw him running across in slow motion, you watch it again, you think a good player wouldn't have done that. He'd have seen Cesc with the ball and he'd have got he'd have backed off. It's he, yeah, not very. He, if if you watch
1: it a hundred times, though, Michael Thomas gets the ball caught under his feet and then oh, nearly know, hits yeah. it into the scrumpler. Yeah, for, for the second true. time after having got yeah. the luckiest yeah. bounce in the world off Steve
0: Nicholls' face. And yeah. to be fair to Bentner, that little and he had missed that one about ten minutes earlier as well. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh my
2: god! But to be fair to Bentner, the, the first goal that was, it was a great little little bit of football yesterday, a, a Middlesbrough match. Mm. The little there was that little back flick, and when it comes off. It's great to watch. I mean, we looked fantastic yesterday. And at,
1: is at he moment. any worse than Niall Quinn? <laughs> <laughs>
0: going no. back to the 89 Look. season, has anybody seen the Arsenal coverage in that advert where they all talk about it and Fabregas goes, oh, you know, we're going to be heroes just like them, blah, blah, blah. And I interview Theo Walcott and Theo Walcott goes, yeah, I've watched it a few times. Uh, my dad's a Liverpool support, he's really upset, and I just think, well, why the fucking hell did he watch it then? <laughs> you know, it's been 20 years, for Christ's sake, he must have known what happened. Like, uh, most Liverpool fans are over.
3: Who told me this yesterday? Um, they bought, um this couple getting married, um, and they, they one of them's an Arsenal fan, one of them's a Liverpool fan, so he had to buy a wedding present. He thought, I'll get them something that they both can relate to. I'll get him a video of Ampy of
0: '89. <laughs> <laughs> when we left the stadium, just to sort of round it up, when we left the stadium, The dad said to us because like, he, he was always very, very clever at sort of you know, sort of working our ways out of grounds and stuff, and he said Do you like. We're just going to have to look as if we've just lost the league title," mm. he said. Otherwise, oh. if we start celebrating, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. same at Old Trafford in yeah. 2002, though. Yeah, right? you had to walk down. He's like South face. He's like Russ. Really South face. South-face. Just you mm. know, we've got to get back to the car. At White Hart Lane,
3: for God's yeah. sake, 2004. Well, so I'll we came what, out, I've... and there's
0: people on the streets. People on the streets, and they're in tears. They're like you know, and the thing is, they they've got loads of double flags and stuff like that because oh, you know they were down the double. We've, oh, you know, oh. We did forget. And we walked along, and like some bloke came up to me, and I put some mock scale sacks in, and I just went, don't know, mate, no, don't know, and just walked off and carried on. And I thought that was actually quite silly because I could have got it wrong and looked a complete twat. We got back to the car, and my dad was like, right, still quiet. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going. Drove out, and then we drove drove back into Liverpool. I Remember, it's hitting this roundabout. Do you know that scene in Only Fools and Horses where they've won or they've got the the, the five million quid? And they just go, you go first. Okay, six, you like? yes. but they drove round. He went, here we go, here we go. As soon as I go onto this road, as soon as I go onto the road, roll, roll down the windows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, champion! <laughs> and off
0: we went. M six, yeah, all the way back. And every service station we stopped, you just looked at people's faces, and they just looked at you. And your you yellow shirt, red shirt, you just looked at each other, and we were like, can't fucking believe it. Can't oh, fucking oh. believe it. Oh, and what a magic oh. night, and um, long, long shall we all remember it. Um, can't think of a better note to end on. Thank you. So, uh, once again, thanks, Kev, for joining us. Any yeah. your memories of 89? My pleasure. Basti. Hey, great, great, great. Hey, hey, hey. No, no. We won the league at the... I can't remember the song. We
1: well, won the league on Merseyside.
0: That's right. I wasn't only said Old Trafford. <laughs> David, thank you for reminding me and thank you for tonight. My pleasure. A reminder that if you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the address to use is gunapodcast at gmail.com. Guna issue 196, obviously the last of the season, will be on sale outside the stadium at this Sunday's home game against Stoke City and includes our annual end of season survey form. There are also plans to have the survey online after the Stoke match. Guna issues, past and present, can be purchased online through the Guna shop section of online guna.com. You can also buy or renew a subscription through the website too. Thanks again to our sponsors, Goonashirts.com. We'll be back again at the end of the season for a special in June. I'm your host, Lord Ashburton. Till next time, thanks for listening.